0: Hello friends, welcome to the podcast. I am Corey Allen, and you are you, and I am very glad and grateful to be here with you in this moment of time. Desire is a very misleading concept. We tend to think about desire in a strange way as windows of freedom. indulgence. We think about during our lives we're carrying on thinking about something that we desire, possibly even in the long term. We plan for it. Maybe we save up money for something. And then ultimately we step into what we perceive is freedom, and indulge ourselves by obtaining that desire. In other cases, there are smaller, more passive desires that we engage with every day. Think about food, for example. Whenever we see a sweet or something like that, that we typically don't always grab and shove in our mouths the second that we see them. We typically have a moment of consideration where we think, what have I been eating like lately? Should I have this sweet treat or not? And the idea of saying, yes, I'm going to have it and feeding into that desire feels like that you are going through this window, this portal, into freedom for a moment. Because we typically see not instantly going after all of our desires as a type of restraint. Since we're not living in a completely hedonistic way where we eat and do whatever we want 24-7, We feel that we're restrained, and when we indulge in desires, that we're letting loose, letting go, and, quote-unquote, enjoying ourselves. While the actual pleasure of obtaining those short-term or long-term desires is real, what's interesting is that if you look at this process on a deeper level, you see that actually those moments of indulging of desire are whenever we're the least free. In actuality, freedom is whenever you desire nothing. That's because in these moments where we are thinking about having the sweet treat or we're saving for something that we really want over a longer period of time, those desires are controlling us. They have the illusion of freedom, the illusion of indulgence. But actually, one of are saving for this big payoff, this big desire in the end, You're being controlled by that desire the entire time that you're saving. Other things in life that you could be doing. Other experiences that you could be having. The mental real estate that is taken up by always thinking about that thing. The anticipation. The energy that's used in the lead up. To acquiring that desire. We are being completely controlled. And manipulated. That entire time. By the desire itself. Because it's completely changed our behavior. It's changed our focus. Our point of view. Of how we see things. If they relate to. Being a contributing factor to us achieving our desire or not, and so on. Also in the short-term, passive desires, looking at something like a sweet treat or a cocktail or something like that, we think that we just indulge in one of those and feel a moment of freedom, but really... When we indulge in those things, we're losing our freedom to those things. Because we're giving up our willpower and allowing ourselves to be completely taken over, almost possessed by the desire itself. There's a reason why step one. In becoming a Buddhist monk is isolation. You go to monastery living. And one of the reasons that is, is because it takes you away from the world of worldly desires. It physically removes you from all of those things in life that normally would break your mindfulness, and draw you into them. By being removed physically and just simply unable to engage with any of those desires, it makes it quite clear how strong the pull of those impulses are. Because whenever you're sitting far removed from those things, but still wanting all of the desires that you have always indulged in in the past, you begin to see clearly in your own mind how much pull that those impulses have and how common that they are. And so all of these things in life that control our behavior, many of which are really harmless, they seem like payoffs, but actually there are moments where we're losing our freedom. And we don't have to remove all of the desires of our life, and we shouldn't. A part of life is to be lived, and the enjoyable, indulgent things in life are here for a reason. They're here because they're really pleasurable. They're good experiences. In some cases, they're communal experiences that you have with friends. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with having that piece of cake or saving for that car that you want. It's all about establishing a relationship in your mind with how you are engaging with those desires. So if you recognize the arising impulse and the draw to want something, And then, step back from it and release the magnetic pull, the impulsive pull in the craving mind that's been activated, and realize that in that moment, you, through your discipline, can actually find real freedom by disconnecting from that desire altogether. And that is actual freedom. Because then you are in control, not the desire. Because whenever you cease to want something, it loses all of its value. So if there's a slice of cake sitting on the counter, and normally you're thinking, ooh, I really want that, and you're trying to resist it, if you stop and realize that you're being controlled and drawn in by an impulsive desire... And consider the truth that you don't need that piece of cake. You will actually feel better without eating it. And if it hadn't been presented to you, you would have never even thought about it in the first place. That type of mindfulness is how you're able to take your freedom back and remove the alluring pull that these things have So, that you're able to ultimately live a life where you can enjoy these things without being attached to them and not have all the suffering of desire. Because desire makes it to where we feel like the way our life is now is not okay, and that something has to be changed. Something in terms of what type of clothes we're wearing, what car we're driving, what our status is, what we're eating, who we're around, what we look like, etc., etc. Something has to be changed because this present moment, in all of its richness and fullness, in all of its abundance, somehow is not enough. And that's an illusion. The desire creates that illusion and it makes us feel unwhole. And so we seek it in the false quest to feel whole and that yearning is what creates the suffering. And once again, sometimes that suffering is short term in terms of food. Sometimes that suffering is long-term in terms of something that we're saving up for or trying to plan for over a long period of time. But by rearranging our mental relationship to these things, by enacting our mindful strength in realizing that we don't really need anything, we don't need those indulgences or those ornaments that we're told that we need in life. They're fun and they're pleasurable, but we don't have to have them. And by changing your mental relationship, you can break free from being controlled by these desires and actually just enjoy them like you enjoy anything else. Almost impersonally in this way, is that, sure, you could enjoy the piece of chocolate, or you could not have it. Either is fine. And that point of view extinguishes the fire of suffering, of desire. And it allows you to Enjoy some of that chocolate in the present moment for everything that it has to offer or not, and simply not be attached to it. And it's amazing how whenever you change your relationship to all of the things that cause this desire-based suffering in our lives, you one, see how little joy those things actually provide you. And how much of the craving itself is what's enjoyed in the process of those items? Because once you get something or you indulge in something, it loses 90% of its allure, if not 100%. It's all about the craving process. And whenever you create that space and change your relationship to desire, to where you're no longer attached to it, those things lose their power. And you're able to live a life with a lot more self-control, a lot less suffering, and a really interesting type of clarity and freedom. All right, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. As always, if you rate the show five stars, wherever you listen, I would greatly appreciate that. And if you feel so inclined, you can come over and join the Patreon community at patreon.com slash Corey Allen. Get some extra podcasts, some guided meditations, some Q&As, and various other things like that. Until next time, my friends, much love.